We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Valero. Texas open bets picks preview one and done we're only a week out from all actually we're less than a week out from the master shows starting but we're only 10 days away from the masters actually starting which is incredible news so stay tuned for massive giveaways for you the people in cash later on this week once we kick off all of the masters coverage for this week though just smash the like button to the episode sub to mayo media network download the podcast if you are an audio listener even if you're not an audio listener become an audio listener and sub to the pat mayo experience podcast what else do i got on the go i think that's probably about it the listeners league i don't have the link as of yet i'm hoping to get it throughout the course of the show but i don't have it right now i will add it into the video if I don't have it, because uh, I cannot update the podcast feeds for audio in terms of the links that appear. So that will appear in the video. I'll tweet it out, too, if it's not as a part of the show, because it gives fewer people a chance to actually get in the listeners league. And it filled up in like 10 hours last week. So yeah, I think there's going to be like 2,500 or 3,000 spots. I think we're going for the full shebang for next week at the Masters and have like 6,500 spots at $15 a piece to guarantee that there's $100,000 of guaranteed rake-free money in the prize pool. And Jeff, I saw a bunch of people tweet at me that they won. I mean, we had a $200,000 winner. We had a $15,000 winner, a $10,000 winner. Apparently our viewers cleaned up on DraftKings this week. 
congratulations to everybody i did not the week did not go well for me but i'm happy other people are making money and making the right picks out there some huge winners uh across the board fun week yeah, I mean, Despite Sky losing I, bets. I saw Bradley Todd hit a 400 to one winner. I think it was on the Challenge Tour. Sky hit 150 to one winner on the DP World Tour. So a good week for everyone who wasn't us, I guess. Yeah, even a lot of people had Matt Wallace. Guy liked to bet all the time. I don't know. I didn't bet him in, in Corrales. Uh, whatever. A lot of people won. Uh, I like, I seem like I'm annoyed about it, but no, you know me. Like I don't, it's all par for the course. I'm happy when people hit big tickets and a lot of people were on that hundred to one uh, European guy Bachman. If there wasn't two events and I already didn't like blow a huge load and lose it all in match play probably would have like tailed the Euro cards. This because like, nah, masters is coming up. I'm in deep. Like, no. Uh, so I'm kind of annoyed about that a little bit but hey it's a great time of year pat and i noticed um it could just be my perception but we're both wearing like polo shirts today and it's a sign that i guess we both felt a little bit of like spring hit us this weekend maybe a little bit it is pretty nice where i'm at today but the main reason that i'm wearing this and i'm recording from my home studio is paul went on a bachelor party he went on vacation last week that's why i was the host of the dogger pass podcast now you want to talk about giving out winners pat was giving out some ufc winners this weekend it, it turns out at this point in time the less i know about a sport the better i am at betting on it now i don't know how that happened not to, like on that note pat the match play, I not that it was a bold call to be like the field didn't seem as strong. I think it's going to work out better than historically for the one the pool A players, which had historically wanted a thirty three percent clip their groups. This year it was seven of sixteen. So what's that? That's in like the mid forties, yeah, high forties maybe, whatever. Um, and then the finals is all pool A players. I pretty much only bet pool A players. Problem was they all sucked. But my thinking was like a pool A player is going to win. If you can get through the bit of a gauntlet, then you just want to have a pool A player. There's no point in taking your shot. What I'm trying to say is like, I just picked the wrong pool A players because it was all about pool A players. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of, nah, whatever. We debated on the show Burns if he was like back or it was just a sign of Valspar. I was more on the sign of he could be back because that shows just like a lot of finishing that Valspar strong shows a lot of personal pride, but I never thought to bet him because I was clouded by I'm betting Cantley um, in that little area. So whatever we move on. I still love match play, even though it killed me. It killed me everywhere. I went big on Rom versus Fowler on day one. And I guess Vegas called and told Rom to start missing everything and be angry for the whole week. I know you had him outright. That sucked. And you know, it was an omen for the goddamn week. An omen should have taken it as just like, whoa, buddy, you need a chill. My first bet of the week that cleared or got graded was that day one McCarthy Bradley match, oh, which no. was a five hole back nine comeback. And I think all of us were on it. Like, it just seemed like such a nice line. McCarthy and Pickham versus Keegan. Let's go. And when that didn't hit, 
it was just a sign of things to come for for personal betting wise for me that this is not gonna be your event buddy and boy did it probably get worse congrats sam burns what an animal guy's obsessed with weight like he he'll go he'll go enter your club pro your club event and win like your 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 member guest and go beat a bunch of jabronis he's just a he's a natural born winner i don't know why that didn't resonate with me more on monday but whatever he wasn't really on my radar for the outright so here we are it's funny with sam burns because i was thinking about how to properly phrase this but has he entered the siwoo zone maybe but i just think he was in a bit of a slump sure sure but, but just hear me out he's won five times in the past two and a half years and he's won it like he doesn't get like the he doesn't have a 750 to one win or a hundred to one win like Siwoo did. But what was he this week? 40, 35, something 40, like that. 40, 40, 40? Yeah, 40. Yeah. When he won, I mean, when he, when he beat Scheffler in the playoff last year, at colonial, he was one of the favorites, but because Scheffler was there, I still think he was like 25 when he repeated at Valspar. I think he was 20 when he won Valspar. I think he was 35, but he, he has become one of these guys. I mean, you can only know this in hindsight, but if you would just bet him blindly at every tournament, you'd be up a ton of money. Yeah, and I don't know why I don't, because every time we talk about him, I just say I love the guy. He's just a winner. He exudes winning. Like, he exudes it. And I get stuck in mud betting on guys who never win. And wait till you see who I like this week. <laughs> but, but oh, baby. Man, he, yeah, he is nails. And that Cantley match, Cantley laid such a freaking egg in that round of 16 match. He should have been up three at the turn. On that note, Pat, can someone, if Smiley Kaufman, yeah, it's, makes a good comment, just let me know. Ever, <laughs> ever, like the guy is the most boring. Says nothing. Um, like I guess he doesn't say things that make you so angry because they're wrong, like other people. But he's the worst. Like in terms of being Jordan Spieth's friend, has its freaking perks. Man, like what a what a boring commentator. Everyone's got the best hands. Everyone is great. Every like, I don't know. He just brings nothing. That's all. That's what I took from the broadcast. And um, NBC's wearing me out. Can't wait to get back to CBS, which also means the Masters. Yeah, it's such a big like gap between what we've seen so far this year, too, because the CBS broadcasts were really good to kick off the year. And I think they put a lot of attention into it, knowing that they would be first up. They would have these giant fields to kick it off. And then we wouldn't see them again. And do we have them this week? Is CBS? No. Are you sure? No, they're still final four and shit. Right. Right. On Sunday. That's right. Yeah. yeah we're, busy. We'll get NBC one more week. Then we're back to the CBS run. Cause they do a really nice job of heritage as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready for Nance to be back in the booth here and try to get, I mean, I didn't watch much of the match play with sound on. So it's really difficult for me to, you know, try to pick and choose. Why didn't they have like select groupings like they did at the players for every match, like on ESPN plus. I don't quite understand that. Not a clue. Uh, not a clue. Honestly, even to watch when there's four matches on the course, it's how bad. they struggle to, to do it can be really, um, can be really frustrating even even when both of them went to the playoff on sunday morning it was thrilling stuff i thought it was awesome but at the same time you have 
one, two V2, one, two V2, and a whole lot of dead time in between. Now we've theorized different ways to make it up. And now it doesn't matter because the match play doesn't exist anymore. I think it's probably going to come back after a year. They might even try to squeeze something onto next year's slate. We'll see how that ends up going. But we, we debated like a celebrity matchup or a team skins matchup for a whole bunch of money, an LPGA matchup, anything just to the top of... amateurs before we meet them in Augusta for a, in two weeks. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. The amateurs that are in the field for the masters, chuck them in there so we can figure out who they are. And it only matters on Sunday because that's when you have all of this downtime. Like there's only so many anecdotes that you can fill with Scotty Scheffler walking down the fairway and eating a sandwich. Like that, that's really it. You almost need to transport in a, ba- a radio baseball guy to do the final round on Sunday, because only they know how to fill up that much time when nothing is happening. But that there is actually a very easy solution to this if they wanted to do it. And I don't know. I mean, NBC owns golf channel. So I fig- figure that they would able to be able to share rights in this, but during the downtime that's going on, why not just not necessarily cut away to Corrales, but at least like give us some updates on what's going on over the live looking that's going on on golf channel right now. Here's Sam Stevens. You know, he was one over through six holes and now he just stuck it on number nine. Cause I was watching it at that point. Him and Hoyard ended up just sticking it on this tough par three. Here's Martin trainer who has, who Pat has money on triple bogeys a hole on the back nine to fall out of his each way. That's a lot of fun, but at least there's like scoring and 150 guys on the course over there, you could fill the time and at least try to pump up your product a little bit. I don't know exactly if that's possible logistically uh, in terms of how they can get the feeds in, do the commentary in real time, but at least you have another product that's going on to fill the time. Hey, my first thought on that is golf treats its white collar audience who's pretty successful or is able to comprehend whatever they're doing Monday to Friday to live their white collar lives dumber than nascar fans that's not a disrespect to nascar fans but maybe that's low-hanging fruit so they assume we are too stupid they, you couldn't even possibly figure out two leaderboards at once in the tour championship like one season long points thing and one event that's actually happening this week we're too stupid for that so the concept of bringing in another event and confusing people Oh my God, Pat. No. Um, uh, yeah, I'm one of these people. I'm a stand for match play. I get all the reasons it doesn't work. Uh, we'll see what happens with the year off. I don't know if the good players are t- just talking out of both sides of their mouth because everyone loves it or says they love it and they want to find it on the schedule. And then the talking heads on golf channel will say it's not fair. What's well, not fair. It's not fair. It's too random. I'm going to shoot a 72 and advance and you're going to shoot a 67 and lose. That's not fair. It's too random. There's too much money, Pat. There's too much points, Pat. There's too much on the line, Pat. It's too random. And then you look around, you're like, we're watching pro golf. There's nothing more random in all of pro sports than a professional golf setup. And what I mean by that is the bleachers, the stands, the OB rules, galleries, We're talking about a sport where the ball can hit off my baby stroller and bounce right back into play or bounce off a tree. Random. Like, random is such a bigger part of golf than the models want to ever acknowledge, although the models are great because, like, they lead you in a right path and you you can control that stuff. You can't control the baby strollers and, oh, mine hits a marshal and goes perfect. Yours hits a marshal and gets the worst lie ever. There's so much random. So 
like for a week we can deal with random and we get the best shots. That's the thing about match play. It's not even the format. It's the personalities. It's the content. It's like the fights that we didn't get any this year. Guys are too nice. You know, no bones versus uh, or Pepsi versus Miguel or Bubba yelling at Holmes or not. And DJ, like we get content. It's great content. We see their personalities in ways you never see. And then it's the shots. It's like that guy's in. He's making a for sure par. I'm in trouble. I got to try to make par. So I'm going to hit this amazing shot in stroke play or try to hit this amazing shot. And when they're executed, it's art. But in stroke play, it's like, no, I'm playing out sideways. I'll make my five. We live for another day. Like there's a, I don't know. I love it. Maybe I'm just boring people. I don't need to talk about the Sunday fix because people are done with that. But I don't know. For, for they're not to find a place for it. Just hurtful. Just hurtful. I'm with you. Indeed, to your point, like someone like Davis Thompson, for example, who I had winning the Cam Young group because Cam Young was Andercurse. And hey, a nice finish for Cust in the one and done. A nice second place finish in an elevated event. We had all just kind of caught back up to him after his win with Justin Rose earlier. And now he's way back out ahead. Who did you have this week? Do you remember? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I tried to get fancy, but I'd have gotten burned if I went big anyway. I went min. Woo! Ah, yes. So I had Cantlay. So at least I, I got a round of 16 type payday when it came you get down like a to t9 it. split eight ways what is it yeah t9 you split get a t9 ways. split eight ways yeah so not right? bad for an elevated event but obviously not second place but davis thompson lost to cam young on day one and i believe davis thompson was six under par and he lost three down because <laughs> cam young Dude, was unconscious if this thing went if this thing was like a stroke event Davis Thompson and my guy who I had winning the group, Corey Connors would have all been in like top eight in, in like a stroke play scoring after Friday. They were incredible. Corey Connors is on one. Um, You know, I'm not betting him this week. He's in his happy place and he's got three straight top tens at the masters, but he is on one right now. The only thing that stopped him was Cam Young on the, like it took a full 18 holes. Do you think NBC is pissed they didn't get Rory versus Scheffler as the championship match? Of course. Uh, what, like, how can they not be? Yeah, it was still on TV, but it's just not the same. I don't think people. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's just, you can't even deny that. That's like, would they be pissed if they don't get Lakers Celtic? If they got, you know, if it could be Lakers Celtics and it ends up not being Lakers Celtics. Um, see, I want I, I, too unfair an analogy, but you know, all, we always talk about that in any TV sports thing. Oh, I want the Rangers to win or the Yankees, whatever. Right. Well, that's why I want to do one of these top 10 shows uh, when I get back from my vacation. So probably in about a month's time about who really means the most to the PGA Tour. I know that we've talked about it a little bit, but it would be my contention that maybe it didn't affect viewership at all maybe rory did but does anyone really tuning in to be like oh no scotty scheffler's not in the final match guess i can't tune in now you're right and i don't really even know that people are running home for rory versus scheffler like if you find out you're at the costco when it's rory versus scheffler like are you you're like whoa that's awesome are you like running home eh, i debate that and tim would be like people in ireland would be running home like of, of course <laughs> but yeah that's the thing um other than Tiger, we've kind of spoken about it. It's like Spieth and, and Ricky. Yeah. Ricky is a is a kid. Dude, they had the Ricky boosts up this morning um, before, like, even odds were up for the event to win this uh, on some of the sites. 
Um, Ricky's a king. And hopefully he can get a crown back, but but uh, yeah, he's a him and Spieth are the kings of this thing. Trying to think, like, how close do you think Rory is to Spieth in terms of that juice that you need for TV? It's close, but it's different. It's a different kind of juice. It's like we want to watch Rory be great. We watch Spieth for the sideshow while also getting greatness and the caddy discourse. Like, it's a it's an experience, honestly, even for golf fans. Um, it's a ride and people love him. He's, uh, he's endeared himself to America. And I, I would have put, and I, I would have put Bryson in the speed zone for the exact opposite reasons. Weirdly enough, like the same sort of interest, but everyone was kind of rooting against him. You're not wrong. And just to quickly back on speed, which piggybacks on something else, he's got so much juice. He could put his boring ass friends on on course reporters. It's like the new Nota Begay. I mean, do you think that's why Justin Thomas was allowed to win those PGA championships? Because he's Spieth's friend, as I learned from that terrific Netflix documentary. No, but I still Justin missed that like nine footer on 18 and he still got a chance to go win that tournament. I bet on him. I'm I'm happy. I was happy. I said Williams, great day, but still can't believe he won that tournament. Yeah, when you when you were holding Will Zalatoris major tickets at every major last year, it was kind of a kick in the nuts. I should know. Yeah, but you were there for St. Jude or no? I was. I was there for St. Jude. Okay, so we all got it back. And oh my God, Willie's a thing. They could put a fifth. I mean, I, I quickly want to talk about it because this is like crack time for Masters. Um, like there's who could drop their odds in masters. Like, yes, Corey Connors can win this week. He's got three straight Augusta top tens, even asking him to win the Masters still feels like an enormous ask. And it's from Canadian big Corey Connor fan, lose a lot of money on Corey Connors. Um, there's just such a small amount of players. I feel their odds could actually get worse this week with the masters. Uh, those players you probably want to bet on aren't even playing this week. I'm expecting Hatton to withdraw. I'm expecting Hideki to withdraw. So next week, there's going to be a full market reset with all the competition and boosts and things and with Rory and Scheffler and, you know, Rom being so respected and playing so great for the most part, right? This is like the dead time to bet the Masters. Like whose odds are going down? Three, two people? You don't even want to bet them probably anyway. Yeah, like the only people that you're going to get to bet that's odds are dropping are people with injury concerns. So Hatton, Hideki, and you mentioned Zalatoris, who also withdrew. Last week, he's at 25 to one at DraftKings right now. I have a hunch, especially if we don't hear anything about him, that he's going to be like 50 to one this time next week. Zal Torres? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I almost wanted to start my sentence and I, my, my rant. I was going to close it with, I don't even think I'd touch him right now. I don't, I am so, I don't know. I, I, my guys are going to have huge numbers next week. There's going to be a 50 on Will. There's going to be a 50 on Victor. And I don't even know if I want to bet them. The way they're just, I don't know. Victor looks, well, I don't know. But also, like, don't want to overrate match play. Okay, Victor's a side story. That's more like chipping thing in Augusta. Will Zalatoris right now, I don't even know how to bet him with what we're seeing on TV. Like, I, I don't know how. I think. Could you bet that? Maybe. 
Like, well, at least we'll get to see them in the par three contest and on the range. I mean, Tony Fino broke his foot and then came third or whatever it was. So I'd rather a broken foot than what he's doing from th- two and a half feet. Listen, it, this isn't, but this isn't new for Zalatoris it's, in it's terms worse. of the putting yips. Here's the difference. Every time he goes to Augusta, he leads the field in putting. And same as Corey Connors. Corey Connors can putt at Augusta. I don't know why. Okay, you're right. But every time it felt like I'm betting on Will Zalatoris, despite yips, despite always seeing it look weird, it felt like it was trending properly. Now, I guess when it was so bad, it's easy to trend properly. Like, it's easy for me to lose a few pounds because I'm really big. Like, so yes, whatever. Feinberg lost five pounds. Who would care? I just mean, like, the, the, the it's eat, like we're starting from nothing and trending up, but... Now there's a bit of an expectation and we're trending down with that thing. And I'm scared shitless. I bet him last week. I got a 40. I was like, I'll take a 40. Will Zalatoris, he was great in match play last year. He had like a three up lead with five to go in this round of 16. And then Kisner bucked him. Like he likes it here. I'll be fine. Oh my God. Did I learn about 40 minutes into his day? He would not be fine. And it wasn't the two footers, Pat. It wasn't the two-footer or the one-footer that got attention on the internet. It was relentless, nonstop, four feet, five feet, six feet, miss, 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 miss. But I don't know. I guess I like him so much I could be talked into a 50, but I don't know how. I don't know how. Can I talk you into Jason Day, 22 to 1 at the Masters? Not anymore, but I'll, I'll be happy for him. And friends of ours have had tickets forever. I feel like we kind of joked like it was a joke, but a serious comments we had at our Christmas show and the number just like kept crashing and crashing and crashing. Like we're like, yeah, Jason Day, maybe we want to bet him at the Masters. The number was low then. And we're like, no, he'll just like. Even if he keeps it up, the number will get a little more. And he's just played to, to not win, to do what he's done, to have that number. I, come on. I've seen I saw 22 this morning, J- that Pat. That's why I'm I'm looking at it right now, twenty two to one. Like, can I bet on Jason Day to come exactly seventh at the Masters? Because I, I would take that bet. Yeah, and also, I mean, here's the thing: Jason Day is fully back now. The stats have been back for a while. We've been able to see it and acknowledge it. But when you are contending on the weekend and have an injury scare, that's when like it is official. Welcome back, Jason Day. Good luck at the Masters. Good luck to all my friends with those futures. You made them. You were smart. I thought the I'm done. I thought the numbers at Christmas were still like not fair. We're not fair. And now they're one third that or maybe around that. I, I never bet it. Congrats to everyone with them. On the Masters, like what is your win pool literally like 15 players, 20 players, 25 players, 10 players? We always joke like, have you decided which super elite you're going to want to bet or which just two of them you're betting i don't like have you thought about your strategy at all not really uh, i just uh, assume min Wu is gonna win for us so maybe i'll just bet min Wu and siwoo and you know one of those two guys gotta win don't they yeah of course um yeah i don't know either um but i hate making my decision based on numbers too i mean that's probably how in the betting world that is how you should be looking to bet most things based on the number beside it no, I understand, but if, you know, really like a guy and, like, one guy's, like, three points more, I'm going to, like, oh, hope the bet him because they're the same. 
yeah i mean two, two or three points is like whatever but i don't know i've been in i could see rom slipping like right now at DraftKings, they're all seven to one the big three i could see rom going off at like 13 or 14 but here's the fun thing whenever i start to bet the guys at the top of the board they start to suck this is how this happened to me with Scheffler last year. I started betting bet Scheffler at the U.S. Open, almost won. Had Scheffler at Colonial, I'm lost in a playoff. <laughs> when 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 they go on their run and then I start betting them, just know that they're not going to win anymore this year. Speeth was in it really late on Sunday a couple weeks ago. You went to the top. Yeah, that, that was fun. Didn't win. Yeah, I don't. Um, okay, so I guess. Maybe it's an unfair question. Do you like? Could, would your two win pool outside of Min Wu actually exceed twenty players next week? No, is that even too many? I see. Well, I mean, we should probably briefly talk about this before we get into Valero. But live Orlando is this week. Like, are any live guys in play for you? They're being so disrespected that they might be. Because like, I kind of looked at it like, what if there's this player I really liked and he was injured? And now he was coming back and he was healthy and the number was so big. Um, I would need to, I'm seeing some enormous numbers on some live players to win the masters, like beyond silly. And they would be players like Neiman is an, I, I see a 90 on Neiman, Pat. That doesn't, That's, that that doesn't sound crazy to me. Like, would he be that much better if he was just having an average PGA tour season? Um, I mean, he would be because everyone's numbers are deflated right now, but come the reset on Monday, you know, maybe he would have been 80 or 75 or something. Yeah, I guess there's a 280 on Taylor Gooch, <laughs> um, which I'm not like condoning Taylor Gooch, but that's come on. That's pretty silly. Um, and what else? 160 on Abe answer. Like, isn't he playing well on live? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Haven't they only had one event? Two events? They had two. He might have won the first. No, Howell won the first one. Yeah, Howell and Danny Lee. We just saw Danny Lee. Yeah, I would really hope this week. Well, that's another thing. Some people, I've just seen discourse, and someone even messaged me privately to be like, I know this Orlando course. I can't believe there's a pro event there. Like, for pro for a pro event, the place is a dump. I'm just saying what I've been told. I don't know anything about this course. Orlando's got a, like the discourse is more like there's so many great places in Orlando that the fact they ended here seems pretty weird. Um, but yeah, if you have any interest in say like the cams or the DJs, the guys we actually assume would be in that 2025 finite player list to win the masters, they got to show life this week or, or no, maybe you want cam to bottom out. You got a 25 or 30 next week. Well, like I just looked, you... I, I just looked at the odds. I I can get a what is it a boost on DJ up to fourteen to one or sixteen to one or something like I'd rather I as crazy as it sounds, Jeff, I'd much rather bet DJ at Live Orlando than bet him to win the Masters next week. <laughs> well, I've made two Live Orlando bets. Oh, DJ is now eleven to one. He's now the betting favorite. Yeah, I bet DJ at fourteen this morning on an offshore, <laughs> and I bet Thomas Peters at thirty-five. Brooks is 40. Yeah, I don't care. See that video of him from the weekend? No. You didn't see that video? No. He's he's at the Florida Panthers game. 
He's yelling. He's in a suite with a bunch of dudes in Adidas tracksuits. And he's yelling at a defenseman, Ekblad, who's apparently a good player. And he's holding a pylon and calling the guy a pylon. That's amazing. So he was there with like Ben Stiller from Royal Tenenbaums and his kids. Um, yeah, I just, I just DM'd you it. That's going to be tough for me because Paul's on vacation. So I'm actually controlling the cameras as I do this. Okay. Well, you'll be able to see it later. This is like, what the hell is going on, man? This made the rounds, like even uh, all the hockey sites. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be shocked at how few hockey sites and hockey people I follow. No, I'm saying like this got pretty, like the golf people, The it went like through multi-sport um, genres of, of Twitter. I don't know. What a weird cat. But what'd you say his number? What were you talking about his live numbers for it? I wouldn't bet Brooks for anything. I do not care. Okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Valero, Texas Open. Might as well jump into it. The Listener's League is now available for both the podcasts. I just got the text, so we're good to go. Uh, The link is down in the description. $15 to play. Rake free. Let's fill that up. And then, boom, we're going to have the Masters coming up very, very soon. And there's going to be a lot of spots in that. So the faster we can fill that up, the better. So I'm not begging people to join come next Wednesday because it's pretty pathetic. But I do want it to join. So we continue to have rake free money for everyone out there. It's important that we fill these things up. I like this tournament. Bad field, obviously, the week before a Masters. It's a one-and-done type deal where you, the only way that you can get in the Masters now is actually win this tournament. Keith Mitchell was in the field. He has withdrawn. He is in the field for the Masters because he's 46th in the world rankings. After the reset, poor Lucas Herbert is now 51. I don't know whether he was in or not to begin with, but he is not in on world ranking points. Uh, so he needed one more win at the match play. In order to do that, JT Poston did get himself in after a nice match play, though. That was the guy we probably should have looked at when we were talking about all of the guys who can just randomly putt well, especially after the Valspar when he putted so horribly that like, yeah, this is a guy that usually putts well. He had like the worst putting week ever. Not a big shocker that all of a sudden he's playing really well and making everything coming in. And he almost knocked off Scheffler at the same time, which was kind of hilarious. But this course, uh, almost 7,500 yards, TPC San Antonio, par 72, uh, champion Bermuda overseeded with Poa Trivials and Velvet Bent Grass Greens. So, fuck does that mean? Who cares? But the par fives, Jeff, at this course, two of them are layup par fives, which is really bizarre. Two of them play over par, 
This can be a really difficult course. And when I did the research show, I did point out that we all remember the year, don't we? When everyone shot 79 in the first round. Oh, that was this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely remember what DJ won the other draw, right? DJ and Ortiz won? tied for the other, other draw. They both finished top 10 that week. Yeah. The AMPM splits were just outrageous. Yeah. It was literally like uh, a no cut event for the other, for the good draw. <laughs> pretty much yeah the guys couldn't even make the cut from one of the draws yeah i think it was like 12 percent of people made the made the cut from the am group the the am tea time on thursday i think was 78 and a half with the scoring average and it was still like 74 in the other group it played over par but it was disastrously difficult so should smart smart people not involved in content or asked to make picks for anybody. Is this like a open championship? We just like wait for weather. No, because it happened that one time. And yeah, this is an exposed windy course. Maybe that there is a wave advantage that you can see, but that was the outlier of all outliers and it scared the shit out of people. And it still scares the shit out of people to this day. <laughs> That's why we talk about it so much. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that was a unicorn. So top of the board this week, Patton is the favorite. He's 12 to one. We'll talk about these guys in a second in terms of their injuries. Fowler is now 16 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook. Connors is 20. Montgomery is 22. See, woo, Kim is also 22. Hideki is 22. Davis Riley and Chris Kirk are both 30 to one. Kucher, defending champ JJ Spawn, Alex Noren are all 35 to one. So we'll start with those guys as the very top of the board. The only one that really has my interest at the moment is Davis Riley, who won a Corn Ferry event at this tournament before. He seems to be playing a little bit better golf right now, although he was pretty bad at the match play. I, I, do I really want to bet Davis Riley 30 to 1? Like if he was 90 to 1, sure. 30 to 1? Eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I got no interest. I'm expecting hat. Well, does your opinion on wanting anyone at the top change if you are anticipating a Hatton or Hideki withdraw? I don't understand why they would still be listed in the field if they were going to withdraw pre-event. I don't know, man. A lot can change. We see this. It wouldn't be that crazy. Like, we've seen it way too many times. Yeah, but okay, so and we're also tell- talking about two players that I think give zero fucks. Sure, but I, here, I see what you're saying. And yeah, if you wanted to bet Taylor Montgomery at 22 to one, I would bet him now because he's not getting any lower. And if Hatton withdraws, he's going to be 16 to one. I understand your case for that. I guess mine is if the injuries were so bad to Hatton, who hurt his hand on the range. I mean, that that's how I did you end up doing it? Because I pulled the trigger on Ben Griffin over Hatton round one to get yeah. all my money back. <laughs> OK, I'll be honest. The, the Hideki one to me is like way stronger than Hatton. Hatton just seemed like something bothered him, a little discomfort. That didn't seem, um, yeah, but I, I would still think maybe with the Masters next week he could withdraw. So Hideki, he, like Hatton played his match. Hideki literally played shoot, and maybe that's just like, I'm not, I don't have an interest in playing like six matches now in the next two days, but I feel like if you're going to do what Hideki did, then you just almost don't play. So he withdrew from this tournament last year with the same neck injury, if people remember. He, I, th- I forget what round he WD'd in. I think it was the first round, whatever it might be. If it was that serious, I feel like he would have withdrawn from this one immediately too. Or he and Hatton are here simply to shake off some rust to get into Masters 4. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I just think it's something very plausible. And, and yeah, uh, as for Montgomery, him and Riley would be the players under 30 that I would potentially bet. Montgomery, you'd probably want to shop, but that uh, just would be getting cocky trying to call it. Like, I, I agree. I, like, I, what? I, here's what I don't understand then. If Montgomery is your pick, and I'm not saying it's a bad pick because it's not at that price, but when you have Siwoo, who's already won this year, won four times and plays really well at this course at the same number, why wouldn't you just bet him instead? Okay, sure. I mean, just to be more long-winded, I did say to someone like it would like like you're betting Ricky. I'm like, no, I'm not betting Ricky. The only favorites that kind of have my attention would maybe be Siwoo, Monty, and and Riley. I don't really see myself getting anywhere on them, and I totally a fair argument to Siwoo over Montgomery or Riley. Um, I I can't I can't debate that. Um. Siwoo, though, I don't think like that 2022, uh, the 22 at DraftKings does seem to be top of market. Uh, I think you could shop Montgomery and maybe even find like a different digit in front, sort of like what Riley's representing. Yeah, I, I don't think that I, I don't think that anything in the 30s will last all that much longer. So even by the time we finish the show, those might be gone. But yeah, if you did want them, obviously shop that one around. The best I can see on Siwoo is 24 after an enhancement. Yeah, and um, but like, why not? Why this... not Connors? I love. I've. I think I bet him at the players. I bet him at match play. Um, I don't know why not Connors. You're probably it's he's playing incredible right now, for Corey Connors. He's playing fantastic. And if we, we just spent the entire NFL season, now it's into the NBA season. That sports are rigged. There's a script that happens which means we should just bet Ricky. Well, that would be great. I don't need Listen, a bet. I, I ran at Fantasy National. I ran my custom model. I put this up in the research show. Looking at it right now, after the stats have been loaded in from everything, past 24 rounds, the best player in this field is Tyrrell Hatton. That shouldn't be surprising. Number two is Ricky Fowler. So it's not that's, a... That's, it's, it's not a, his name is Ricky Fowler like Robert Paulson, so he has to be number two. The stats back it up that he is probably deserves to be second favorite in this it, tournament. If he wins, I'm happy to hear that it's like more, it's perception would make you assume it's an undeserved number, but you've just sort of said, no, for this field, it's actually a pretty fair number relative to golf betting, a fair number, so that's nice. Uh, I'm excited and happy for Ricky. If he wins, I'll be happy. I won't miss winning like 2,500 but. I'd love to win $2,500 on Ricky Fowler winning the golf tournament, but like I'll, I'm not betting him to win. Even Jason day in an interview I saw, I think it was on Friday. Maybe even been on the radio side, Pat talking about his new swing changes and how well he's been playing and how long the stats have been showing. And he's like, my biggest problem right now is still being able to trust it. Like late on the weekend when I'm playing really well. Um, and that's a guy like that's a question for all of these guys who used to win and haven't won or who have never won. I even remember when Phil, he finally won in Mexico. He's like, I was as nervous as ever, like as nervous as when I was like 20 years old trying to win a golf tournament again. It's a weird feeling um, for them. And yeah, I'd love to see it, but I'm not betting. I'm not betting Ricky and just staying on the note. I've seen a Chris Kirk boost up to 40. That's where he, I, Chris Kirk, pretty, op- when, when I looked this morning, Chris Kirk opened at 40 and he immediately dropped. 
Okay, so that's just them. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't made that bet, um, but it seemed pretty fair relative for him and, and the field. It got my attention for a moment. Yeah, it, it's funny because he wins Honda against this type of field, right? And then worse, he, but yeah, worse, but sure. But then he goes on to play three elevated events in a row. He plays Arnold Palmer, he plays the players, then he plays the match play and looks completely outclassed. So now his number has dropped. Like when he won four weeks ago in relative, I, I'll say relatively the same field because the two best players here are hurt or at least perceived to be hurt. And that's affecting their numbers. So he won at what, 25 or 28 in the Honda. This field isn't entirely dissimilar. And he opens at 40 at this one, despite the fact that he won a month ago. And it's not like you had the course history with Chris Kirk at Honda, where he'd always played so well at PGA National. But he's played really well at this course over time too. Yeah. I'm probably not going to bet it, but you know, that's, no, that's where my mind I'm, um, to no surprise. I am like just smitten with a bunch of internationals in the next tier, Patrick. Oh boy. I mean, I could probably pick them off. So you want nothing to do. Kucher actually has my attention. 35 to one top of market at DraftKings. 35 to ones. I mean, listen, it's not a great number because it's Matt Kuchar and he's 5,000 years old. But for all of the reasons that people are going to bet Ricky this week and the narrative to get himself into the Masters, everyone wants it. Wouldn't it just make more sense if Kuchar won to get himself into the Masters? That'd be so funny if it was a Ricky versus Kuchar Sunday and Kuchar just exudes these like bad guy vibes, you know, for, for some reasons in recent years. Uh, that'd be pretty jokes. And that's a fair point. Double the number feels... Equally as probable, even though you gave me those stats. Um, I mean, for uh, Ricky, I would trust them equally on Sunday to do what needed to be done, if that made any sense. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, the only thing really holding Kucher back by my numbers, and this can be, you know, who cares? Like his driving distance is 122nd in this field of 144. But we know that he tends to hit a ton of fairways, and he still gains off the tee. He's top 40 in this field off the tee, but just that single waiting seems to be the one that's bringing him down at the moment, but he still lights out from around the green. If it ends up getting windy, he's been really good on the greens, despite that really weird putting stroke that he has now fairways and approach. It just, he's wildly inconsistent, but these are the types of tournaments that you do want him at. He played well last week. Although if you just held every tournament, apparently at TPC Austin or Austin CC or wherever the hell it's called, Matt Kuchar would be Tiger Woods. Oh yeah. He even, he joked about that a few times. Well, yeah, I guess through all his match plays, um yeah i got nothing bad I, sure i'm going just farther down for guys okay. that have no resumes it, is there a number on hideki where you would bet it like what if it dropped to 50 yeah of course versus this field i make loser outright bets all the time like my bet anyone i'm about to name you who i like is gonna miss the cut at 50 to one so i like it's all the same to me so what what what, wanna, do you, what would that number be I don't. So 50, you said you're in. Are you in at 40? Yeah, I'd probably be in at 40. Would you be in at 35? Is this like going to be some way to convince me that I should just bet the 25? No, no, no it, it's not. Because I, I, I'm, this is a question that I have for myself and I don't know what the answer is. So I'm seeing if you know what the answer is, maybe we can have some sort of consensus because. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, anything in the, even in the thirties, but right now I've just got concerns and the masters is next week. He's a defending champion. He's not here for this shit. 
Like he's just not. Um, he'd have to have an unconscious fr- Thursday or something. <laughs> then his number would be up. Oh, of course. If Hideki plays well out of the gate, he'd be treated as like the true favorite, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go to 40 to 1. 40 to 1 to 100 to 1. Because this is where I started my card this week. I only have three bets in, and two of them are from above 100 to 1. It's funny. I wrote up Matt Wallace uh, in my column on DK Nation, and then he won the tournament. <laughs> so. The number is actually still pretty good. It's 45 to one at uh, DK. It is 55 to one at some other spots. Still kind of like Matt Wallace. This was the site of his best career PGA tour finish. I remember because we had him that week and Spieth ended up just roasting us two years ago, but his driving had been so bad in the course of 2023 in these elevated events. And like, he's been really bad in elevated events so far this year, but you take a look at what he did during the Middle East swing on the European tour and what he's on the PGA tour, including a win at the Altfield event in Putacana last week, but he's kind of crushed these non-elevated events. And this is decidedly a non-elevated event. I would add to that by saying as a Matt Wallace fan who was not on that for some, what I wasn't really deep into that tournament anyway. Um, when he is won, when he has flashed in Europe for his great runs of success, they come in bunches. Like he rides his form. He's won. He's pulled the back to backs or the wins in quick succession over in Europe. Um, so I am with you that it's like not a bet I have run to make, but but it seems off the win in this field with his ability to keep his form. He's a form player, he's shown it. That number is stronger than I thought it would be this morning. Um, yeah, we can. Fifty-five seems seems more than fair. Even uh, could even be higher out there. Yeah, all right. You can probably shop that a little bit. But who who have you bet from this range? Because I I only have one from in here so far, and I keep looking at Cam Davis. But I'm eventually going to get to Cam Davis. Spoiler. Okay, but yeah. I haven't so, done it yet. I want reasons so, not to do it. I'm looking at a bunch of players. I've literally bet none of them, but I could bet them all, although it wouldn't be possible. Um, you mentioned Cam Davis. I've seen it on an enhanced to 50. Uh, I like that he just played bad when he was sick. He's not sick. He's playing like Cam Davis again. Ryan Fox is so streaky. Tech, I feel like he could just mash in Texas and take full advantage. That 50 seems fair. That's a Hoygaard. I bet Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't even know that, but that just seems like it. Why not? Like the risk reward of Ryan Fox, like for outright golf betting in this field, seems like the perfect mix for me. Uh, as I mentioned, I bet losers all the time. If we get the bad Fox, it'll just be like with the other guys I bet. Um, Hoygaard, I've seen, you know, 50, 55 to one. His Tita Green has been outstanding. He just had that second place. The guy can pop. Uh, I can be a sucker for these Europeans. There's no doubt in my mind you bet Thomas Detry at 50 to one. You can almost like short sell it because on the weekend it'll be 20 or something and he'll be contending because that's what he always does. Just like he did yesterday. Uh, Sticking international, Pat, Nick Taylor, Taylor Pendrith, both of them uh, at 60, 66 to one could be attractive options for me this week. And I'll round out this little run here with uh, the two gloves Englishman, Aaron Rye. I think he could be beautiful around a place like this. So that's a whole consortium of names. Um, that might have been eight, nine, or ten of them. 
uh that is probably going to be a huge part of my card are the names that i just ran off i can see it i I have interest in a lot of these guys you mentioned wallace i have interest i don't have a ton of interest in d tree although i kind of agree with you that he's going to be there on sunday and eventually he's probably going to get one of these wins but just never happens you know european fino that's that's how it works for him but Cam Davis would be my probably strongest look after Fox and then maybe Matt Wallace again. I don't know if I, I have it. Wasn't Hoygaard like winning this tournament after one round last year? Pretty sure he was first round leader. He was like nine. I think I bet. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I know. Um, I, I have no memory of that, but he's just Tita Green playing great right now. If you're telling me he's got any sort of course familiarity for his Tita Green game right now, might make that a bet for me. Let's see. Let's go look up some Hoygaard here. Oh, yeah. It has the weird umlau in it, so now it's hard to figure out. Uh, Nick. Can't even find him. Perfect. Stupid Danish punctuation. Anyway, <clears throat> Pendrith has been bad. Like, straight up bad. Okay. His Thanks number, like, he, he was second again. at this Corn Ferry event when Davis Riley won. But just to take a look at Pendrith, he was seventh at Pebble Beach, which was great. Good for him. He gained like six strokes putting. 57th, 42nd, miscut, 69th, and 70th have been his run, has been his run into this tournament. Like, that is not good. Nick Taylor's been good. Taylor's been okay. Okay. Um, what's good? What's, what, what's perceived as good for Nick Taylor? You're right. So maybe I got to ditch the Canadians. I, I said international, but we can just keep it Euro, European, although Fox is Aussie uh, and Cam Davis is Aussie. But uh, I am. Fox, my card is, is New Zealand. New Zealand. My card is feeling international, although yeah, I'm not even going to say it. See, that's why Kuchar ends up winning, because it's going to be some like rando American who wins, like some old dude that no one ends up betting on because they hate the number. I feel like this is remember what the year Kevin Chappell won this event. Just no one bet it. 250 to one he's not playing he's on an uptick it is he like he's on an uptick as he has played in pga events yes and he's on tv hitting good shots he's not on tv well in the last month i didn't mean on the weekend oh yeah he was he was 16th in puerto rico or 15th in puerto rico and 16th at corral so you're watching like he's now is he taking over for the king of texas charlie hoffman as like mr golf channel alt event he's the new aaron badley <laughs> no 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 i just like yeah i'm saying there's a bit of a like he's not totally on death's bed i saw i saw i, I, I saw i went deep down the board events like this not that i bet down there but i did see a 250 um when i was looking for carl yawn uh but maybe we'll get there with long shots uh will gordon i've seen some discrepancy on his on his number he's always a guy that I don't know. I swim around a lot. I swim around a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to be there with him. And the only one, like, I mean, I like Davis Thompson. He's one of my guys. But he's 60 to 1. I don't know if I love that number. That's the same as Nick Taylor, who is playing better than Davis Thompson. And Bo Hostler is the same number. Grio. I liked your call on Rye. I do like Rye a little bit. Ben Ann is there. See, now this is because I, I did this deeper dive on the research show. So I know the answer to this. Because you say, like, Nick Taylor's been playing some good golf. Kevin Chappell's been playing some good golf. Doesn't it seem like Ben Ann is playing good golf? Outstanding. Yeah, he's playing better than good golf. But that, like, just when you're on a leaderboard on the weekend on the PGA Tour, like, Chappell isn't doing that. No. And Nick Taylor did it in Phoenix, though. So I can't Yeah, and, and Taylor ended up rallying at Valspar. He was 10th at Valspar. Like, t- Taylor's playing okay. 
But Ben Ann doesn't have a finish better. He doesn't have a top 20 finish since the Sony Open. What did he finish last? What did he finish in that event? The Valspar. Oh, I saw someone tilting. They're like, okay, you see, like, I bet Ben Ann to win. I also have a T20. So you're like, okay, the win would be great. But here I got my T20. Yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, it all goes bad so quickly for him. And, like, he was there. Like you mentioned, on the weekend, on the first page of the leaderboard. Hey, there he is. There's, he. I remember he chipped in on the first hole. On Saturday, it's like, oh, my God, is Ben Ann making this move? Eagle, he's, da- he's up to minus five. He's only two back. <laughs> fucking T45. No. No, I don't know. And he's endearing because he's, you know, been friendly with like the golf Twitter DFS community over the years. He's self-deprecating, doesn't take himself too seriously. He's an easy guy to cheer for. Oh, I like him too. And like if the putting has been shockingly good for him, we know he's one of the better like around the green players in the world, which pays some pretty hefty dividends at this course. Why do you think Spieth is one here? Even that year when Matt Wallace, like Matt Wallace is a wizard around the greens like that's one part of his game that never went away scrambling is very big at this course that's why you see you know that bucket of like 100 to 125 there's two reasons why that number that key range kind of pops up and you can call it like 75 to 150 depending on where people are but if you really want to narrow it down 100 to 125 seems to be the larger percentage of that bucket is there's a layup on the two of power fives where you're going to be in that range so it's not like you're just attacking in two all the time because number 18 is that one with the creek that People always try to go at end up in the creek. So layups most of the time from there. Remember that was this the one? Yeah, it was. Remember Phil was walking it off at this course from like 111. <laughs> I was gonna say we get Phil here a lot, but that was the old Houston Open that was the week before the Masters that Phil loved to uh yeah. People got very confused about this. The first year that this was before the Masters was the Corey Connors year. He won himself in at this course before that, like you hit Andrew Landry when he won, when he oh. beat my poor Trey Mullenix, but that yeah. was in May or something like that. May. And um, I guess spawn, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but spawn won last year. And now he's 35 to one off his wizard little match play performance. Yeah, spawn spawn was literally tiger woods for three days. Yeah. And then he lost the, the, the all Aztec under the final four battle between uh, him and, and Xander. Um, so you mentioned that around the green and that putting. Maybe it's the other Korean Kim this week who can pop. I just feel like he doesn't make enough birdies. Like you're still going to have like Corey Connors won at 20 under at this course. That that was a record. So like if you can get to minus 12, you're probably going to have a good chance of winning. Just if SH Kim is going to win, it feels like the winning score needs to be plus two. Yeah. On fantasy national, Dietrich is um, good. How many rounds? Yeah. So he's first in strokes gained total, but that's fifth. That's too many rounds. Maybe he's 39th over the past 24 in the key numbers. I looked at dude can't really putt. So that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Like there, there's finally may have had me come uh, my come to Jesus moment on Pendrith. You've been trying. You've been like edging me. And it's like, gonna be Feinberg. shitty when he wins. Cause... Wake up. He's not good. He's, he's overrated. Get it out of your head. Yeah. I mean, you. This is a no one in the world outside of Canada thinks he's overrated. But when you turn into Sports Center and they, they gift you 
a PGA Tour leaderboard. He's on every single one, despite the fact that he's in 138th place. And you get to like see shots from him for no reason. It makes you feel like he's good. I, I see what they're doing. They really prop up those Canadian players on Canadian Sports Center, but uh, they're not actually any good. Do you know that Mackenzie Hughes was on a mission of because he was insulted for being left off the President's Cup team in favor of Taylor Pendrith? That's why he played so well this week. I I would wager as someone who who did he he beat Montgomery and I had I had Montgomery to win that group that was one of my bets and just to watch him play Montgomery on the Friday match and I think it was the second hole it was like Montgomery was like 11 feet away he had a pretty nice approach shot Mackenzie Hughes I think was like 37 feet away just basically walked it in from 20 feet out and it was like oh my god it's gonna be one of these days he's essentially Kevin Kisner when it comes to match play. He's one and, and that, Matt Kuchar. He's going to be a guy that every time he can get himself into the stupid match play tournament, he's going to be impossible to beat. Like he's like, he is one of the hard, like he'll make the finals one of these years. Yeah. And he went, was it uh Burns? He like hit it a 30 footer then chipped in, in that, in that uh, elite eight match. And then Burns, you know, obviously got his winning mojo. Um, also that, that Montgomery Hughes playoff, Pat, Montgomery like topped the ball off the tee like he he hit it like I would like he hit the dirt behind the ball and it just shanked right I know like guys are hitting it like 80 yards 40 yards to the green he's like 220 out on one in the playoff because he shanked it would you take better shot Rory's drive on 18 or that Dustin drive at Kapalua I think it's the I think it's the Maybe. Rory drive. He flew. Yeah, it. I was gonna say Rory hit that. Uh, I don't know. I Rory mean, like flew. It all the, just he had comes to fly a to... bunker to get it to land soft on the green, and it rolled to three feet. DJ's was a bomb, but it rolled like 120 yards after it hit some weird hill and just settled up near the cup. They were both amazing shots. But that Rory one was like precise, dead on accuracy and length off a tee. Incredible. So on that note, because we've watched Austin forever and it's gone. And when we were first at Austin, like those first years, guys would go OB left. There's like a creek there. OB left. The only guy I saw this entire week to go OB there this this uh, this week was Adam Scott versus Burns in their match where they were tied on 18. And that only came to my memory because Burns winning. Then I was just trying to replay his path um through through my through my head and he almost lost to power even on sunday which on the friday which would have forced a playoff anyhow that's just me ranting i think this all started because you finally got me to look at taylor pendrith's numbers uh, alex bad. smalley ball striking wise has been quite good the putting has been very lax but again very good scrambler we saw him play really well in windy conditions at the genesis scottish open last year so sort of a, a flatter track wind exposed tends to be where he does his better golf that you know he did have the hole in one at the players is that was this, nice but he is this where oh sorry sorry is it go ahead no no finish smalley because i'm gonna bring up another dud don't, don't even remember what i was saying you smalley he's he's uh tita green been fantastic the putting's insanely horrible yes um is this where patrick rogers almost won and that might have been John Deere. It was John Deere. Bryson beat him for Bryson's first win. Yeah. That was like legit six years ago. 
Patrick Rogers might be like four years away from the seniors tour at this point. I was just thinking because uh, Rod- uh, Rogers looks, uh, he's been fantastic around the green. His approaches have been horrible. He'll birdie the first hole and then some of our friends will get excited that this is the week. <laughs> he is to the point now where if you've been a Patrick Rogers guy throughout the course of his career, even if he wins, you're not going to get your money back. It's been so many starts. Because it's not like he has a bunch of like top five finishes where like you got bailed out that way. Like the only time he ever finishes inside the top five is that like the Bermuda Open. <laughs> but he's another one where you always think that he's playing well. I, I guess I actually have two bets in this range now that it, now that I look at it. I have the number at bigger. I bet he go 110 to one with five places, but he's 80 to one on DraftKings. So he goes doing everything but putting. Like everything is is uh, top of the board. Seems yeah. right. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you see Corey Connors won here. We've seen shitty putters. Um, and historically, like he's not a shitty putter. He's just been shitty lately. Okay. And like, are you in on this like all the time Batcha army that has seemed to develop? That is my other bet. 125 yeah. to one. Akshay Batia. So he even, I assume you took that with the each way, but he opened at 150 on DraftKings, Pat. Did he really? I have it 125 with the each way, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, all Batcha all the time. Seems, yeah, 125, 150. Seems like a good number for this field. Guy just, and he even can, like the I birdie have... party aspect of it, right? Like he can get that 20 under you, you'll need. Oh, fuck, he might get 20 under one day and then he'll shoot plus three <laughs> the other three days. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to, yeah. to want like to follow. I mean, someone's like, "Are you watching Batia right now?" It's like I don't think there's like the ability to watch Corrales on Friday morning when the match play is going on. But either way, like he was one over on Thursday, and then he was twenty nine on the front the next day. He shot nine under or something insane like that. Like we saw it at the Honda earlier this year too. Like his ball striking was off the charts, number one in the field for like most of the tournament. And dude couldn't make a putt. Eventually, he's gonna make some putts. And he doesn't even need to make that many. He just needs to. Not miss quite so many short ones. Um, and am I supposed to know who Kazuki Higa is? Yeah, he's in the Masters field next week. Uh, 27 Japanese player won the uh, Dunlop Phoenix Open. They're a big one. That's how he got into the Masters. And he's actually played some pretty good golf. He was playing in the, I think the last time he played was India, but he played Singapore. He played during the Middle East swing over on the DP World Tour. And he played in that event with all of the live guys on the Asian Tour like the week after. I think he's strung together something like five consecutive top twenties or something. Well, he's all right. Well, what, what yeah, his I, was go- I didn't even see him. Well, I was going to say the only reason I'm like, this guy must be way better than I know because he's 130 to one. And I see a name. Uh, honestly, I, I can admit, I don't know who he is. Like he should be 250 to one or something if I'm, but my point is the odd made me think, holy shit, this guy must be somebody if he's 130 to one on DraftKings. Yeah. Let's see. I wrote him up. <clears throat> Or at least can, let's see, he's 81st in the world, 27 years old, three straight top 15 finishes across Asian DP, won the Dunlop Phoenix Open. Yeah, I remembered all that. He's totally 130 unre- is fair. The guy who won, uh, my favorite win of the golf weekend was the Corn Ferry win by David Skins. He's like the oldest guy and he won. And I only know him from some like random PGA Tour profile. But he is the life that, like, a lot of golf fans wish that the Netflix show showed. Like, 
the the three kids always on the road, the dumpiest motels, just keeping that dream alive. And he won. I think he gets back on the PGA Tour. So that was a great win unrelated to betting, although I'm sure it was a huge number. I have no idea. I mean, I've, I've seen his name pop up in PGA fields before, so. Yeah. Can't be that bad. Uh, I must have still been 150 to one, even in Corn Ferry. I could be wrong. Some people bet that. Should we go to Ben? Ben Martin is 90 to one. I don't know. Isn't this one of the few tracks on earth where my boy Bo Hostler plays decent? Yeah, this in Pebble Beach. But why is Bo Hostler 60 to 1? Ben Martin's like, like, like latest run. 13th, 5th, 54th, 45th, 8th. That's pretty good for Ben Martin. Yeah, the 60 seems weird. I think you'll you could find probably 80s, 90s. No, on I, I, said he's, I said he's 90. Hostler 60. Oh. Oh, I'm saying you could find similar to Ben Martin's number on Hostler, I would assume. Um, but yeah, I'm not uh I can't condone anything, Ben Bo Hostler. Uh, Ben Martin. I, I've been confusing him with Ben Griffin lately. She's dorky guys. <laughs> Samuel Stevens is a very popular wager every single week. It seems he was very close last week. He was third in Corrales. Yeah, he was a huge number. No, he was like wow. fifty to one. Well, and I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, he was the uh, he's he's the king of the alt event now. He's fifteenth in Puerto Rico, third at Corrales. Missing the cut at Valspar and Honda. Now, is there anyone else from down the list that you like, or are we just kind of fucking around now? Yeah, no, now we're in like super long um, territory. I don't really care for any anyone. Um, I was told Carl Jan skipped Corrales to prepare for Valero. <laughs> what? Oh, you know why? Because the Chinese government probably told him, you need to get your ass in the Masters, pal maybe i don't i don't i don't know although we've seen huge huge numbers here um spawned last year yeah spawn last year connor's was 250 to one well didn't he even monday quality that yeah he's the first he's the last guy who won a tournament on a monday qualifier i think him or martin laird at shriners when he beat poor matthew wolf in that playoff oh i still can't believe that's par save I, I played that course with Rick like last year and I went and put my ball where Laird's was on that par three at Summerlin. I was like, I, I don't understand how this worked. <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, there's a fucking tree in my way. And there's yeah. a lake on the other side of the green, <laughs> like just off the green. So if you hit it a bit too hard, you're wet. Stupid, stupid Martin Laird. Uh, the other one, like Tower Duncan's been playing good golf. I guess Cameron Champ is getting his warm-ups in for the Masters next week so he can earn his invitation back to the next by coming in eighth or something like that. He can get back into the Masters the following year because uh, I forgot he was in the field because he had another qualification. But Charlie Hoffman, King of Texas. King of Texas. This is the Charlie Hoffman Open. This is where he, he hit that, like, 14-footer and fist-pumped in Patrick Reed's face and pissed me off. Ah, yeah, he walked off that win um yeah he doesn't wear a t-shirt that says like the charlie hoffman open that shows how much money he's won simply from this event maybe i i can't recall that but he's missed four this cuts is the a- event with the water park right 
I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, ho- actually. <laughs> the hotel with the water park and all the announcers talking about how much fun their kids are having. Four missed cuts in a row for Chuck coming in. However, he's dropping like four strokes a tournament on the green. That's only in two rounds because he keeps missing cuts. So he's dropping like two strokes a, tur- a round on the greens. He's not driving the ball well either, but his approach has been fantastic, and he's still chipping really well. I don't know if I if want to bet him. I feel like we need to do something with Charlie Hoffman here. First round leader? You know what? That's probably the best play. <laughs> if there's ever like greens in America that would make him feel comfortable on, it's these ones. I would tend to agree, yes. Corey Connors once gained 12 strokes putting at this course. I think that's what that's it was. That's impossible. I think I think that's what it was. I, I need to double down on that. Azinger definitely watched that round. Well, he was unconscious on that Sunday when he won. Yeah, that was a good win. Let's see. No, yeah, that's that, sorry, I got that wrong. He gained twelve strokes on approach that week. Yeah. Two strokes putting. Yeah, absolutely. He lights it up here every year, ball striking, and can't chip and can't putt now. Who did that? Someone had that crazy. They lost late this year in a big event. They had the craziest putting stats ever. It was Homo against Rom. Oh yeah, that's what it is. All right, so I only have three bets in. As we get to the quick picks, you had yeah. Fox, Batia, Fox at fifty, Higo at one ten, and Batia at one twenty-five. Those last two with the top fives. I'm I've circled Wallace, Davis, and Kucher as well. And okay. I'm not opposed to betting Siwoo even at that number, but I haven't. You really? I am. I'm surprised. You? I guess. Okay. But Siwoo, I mean, if, if Hatton and if Hatton and Hideki are legitimately hurt, or at least they're not a hundred percent, Siwoo's probably the best player in this tournament. Yeah, you're right. And he's um it's not like boomer bust anymore. He's actually pretty consistent. Yeah, well, he finished 27th at the players. I think he was third in approach at the players. Dude just could not putt. I anyway. see at the very bottom, and this is just to name a name, but it was cute seeing him on TV, and he looks like Phil Kessel. And that was Zach Blair at the Valspar. Uh, Pat, Pat Mayo well. Super Sleeper of the Week, Zach Blair at the Valspar. Oh. <laughs> Good, I'm happy I teed you up with that. <laughs> so just like little and portly, and I mean, I'm no one to talk, but just, he's, oh, he's short. So reminds me, it looks like Phil Kessel golfing. Um Bum, bum, bum. Okay, my quick picks that haven't been quick. Fox, Hoygaard, those will be those will be in. Pat has talked me off Pendrith. Maybe we pivot to other Canadian Nick Taylor. I mentioned Aaron Rye. Um, Cam Davis, 50 as well. Can I quit Detry? Those will be the questions. Um I don't know if I have the willpower to watch everybody hit Batchy at 150 to one the week before the Masters and not be on it. So you could probably mark me down for that community play as well because it seems like everyone's Batchy. One and done for the week. I'm going to take Cooch as my one and done. Cust has taken Taylor Montgomery as his one and done. Who are you going to take? Um. I was thinking about Montgomery, but he's probably going to play a ton of these events all year, so there'll be another chance. Take Ricky. Davis Riley. Take Ricky. 
Sure. Whatever, Ricky. Oh, no, he's got so much pressure. I'm going to take Ryan Fox. I'll go back to um, take a guy I'm betting. You know what? Switch it up. Hoygaard. Wow. That was way too much talking for something I don't really care about. Well, you're in last, so I see why you don't care about it right now. <laughs> not just in this, not just in our contest, buddy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Bro. Have you stopped making your picks yet? No, because I have partners this year. Because <laughs> I can't enter from home. <laughs> Should we tell people what's going on next week? No. No? Yeah. Um, it's up to you. We should get people um, hyped. Okay, fine. You tell them. You're going to be in studio with me. Yeah, it's a long time coming, but I'm going. I'm headed out this week. We'll do the Masters show together and maybe some other fun stuff like award shows. So I'm I'm excited, actually. I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome to be. We haven't been in studio together in over two years. It's probably just around two years. The last Masters might be the last time we did a show in studio. It might have been, and the plan was definitely for it to happen last year, but I blew out my leg, and I just wasn't lugging lugging that peg around. Um, but yeah, so here we are. We're, we're back on what should have been happening last year. We're making happen now, finally. It's been too long. I'm, I'm excited. I said that before. Um, even I don't know what the plan is, even like to go out for dinner with Tim. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, maybe the check will be on whoever the most insane is. Oh, yeah. We'll see. I should be nervous then. Yeah, I actually filmed a Casties pregame show with Braun Stetter and Kenny like two days ago. So that'll be coming out soon. It's, it's all because I'm going on vacation. People are going to get like a content drop in the two weeks that I'm gone. Whatever. It's you, good. They rely, they rely on it and it's there. Yeah. Who who cares about the Zurich? You can watch the Casties kind of thing. I think I would make that trade. The Zurich for the Custies, yeah, I know it's the it's team it's a stupid team golf event. Which now I'm not even gonna hype up that I like because they killed match play. Like I used to be like, no, I like change of pace. No. So if you get a membership to Fantasy National this week, I re- recommend doing it on Wednesday. If you go to fantasynational.com/mayo, you get twenty percent off. Then you go Wednesday to Wednesday on the weekly, you get two tournaments for the price of one. And the good thing is. That other tournament is the Masters, which you will most definitely want. Fantasy National 4 to do your research and to build all of your lineups. All right, so fantasynational.com slash mayor. The listeners league is down in the description right now, so let's go get that filled, and I will have the early advanced link to the Masters listeners league in the newsletter that drops on Wednesday, all right? And all the final picks will be in there as well. I'll be back on Tuesday with football, and then Tambo on Wednesday, and then the Masters starts at the end of the week once the DraftKings pricing drops for us okay i'm pat mayo thanks for watching i'll see you next time experience experience